With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Hardwood Handicappers, VEASAN's premier NBA betting podcast. Here are your hosts, Jonathan Von Tobel and Kelly Bidlin. What's up, folks? Welcome in Hardwood Handicappers on Wednesday, January 10th. Kelly Bidlin is alongside after uh, missing the first few days of the week. But Kelly is here and we have a lot to discuss. And before we get into the important news of the day, Kelly, I just want to take this opportunity before we start the pod, before my wife and my son go down for a potential nap so I can be loud He's back, baby. Yeah. (laughs) Kawhi Leonard has decided to sign an extension with the Los Angeles Clippers. And we don't know the length of it. We don't know the extent of it. We just know that he has been signed to an extension. That was one of the big deals. Um, A lot of people thought, including a famous tweet from Bill Simmons, which was, uh, this team's going to fall apart. It's a bloated play-in team, blah, 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 blah. Um, On the way to potentially a top two, three seed in the Western Conference and have re-signed Kawhi Leonard, who is in the midst of, I would say, an MVP caliber type season. Uh, but Kawhi, extension, PG should be shortly along the way. Very exciting times. Man, Kawhi Leonard's 32 years old already. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't know if, uh, I, don't, I don't know when the last time I've thought about Kawhi's age, but it's uh, getting up there. It's getting up he there. Is. So I don't think this is going to be too long. So as Adrian Wojnarowski just followed up, uh, Clippers extension talks to Paul George are ongoing. Organization continues to want to get both stars, him and Leonard, lined up on long-term contracts. Uh, for now, Leonard has agreed on a new deal in a season in which he's been he- uh, healthy and highly productive. Again, we don't know the length. I would assume four years player option for a fourth. Uh, that's exactly what they were on. Both yeah. have player options for next year too. So would think that's going to be the case. So we'll see exactly what happens. Yeah, I think that makes sense. And yeah, I'm with you that uh, I'm not really sure that Kawhi probably would have entertained this without thinking Paul George was was coming along right. with him. So um, yeah, it looks like everything's good in Clipperville for now, JVT. What could possibly go wrong? I mean, and then when they're defending their NBA Finals championship next season in their new arena, I mean, it just it's just going to be There you go. Yeah, you get, to, get to put up a banner, yeah, on night one from the year before. Yeah, I can see it all playing out for you. Uh, I'll be out there in Inglewood with all of those toilets. I can't wait to see it. Can't wait to pee in one of them. It's going to be great. Uh, All right. So we'll get to the NBA card. It's a a solid one. Not the deepest, but it's a decent one that we have a a lot of uh, things around. But first, I wanted to hit on something. You brought this up. So we have to. MVP race. You have added a bet in the MVP race, Kelly Bidlin. Who I have would that be one Giannis Antetokounmpo like 18 19 that. to 1 where we get yeah eight, 18 to 1 uh yep. I bet him like two days ago you probably know this better than me when did this market flip was it finally yesterday I mean like the reason why I bet it I'm sure you and Zach have discussed but yes the Embiid games missed thing is is creeping up there and we've seen this market completely flip basically in the past 48 hours I don't know exactly when it did, but right. uh, when, when I made my Giannis bet, it had it yet. Uh, Embiid was the favorite, and now, you know, over at DraftKings, he's 4-1. to one. 
Uh, behind Nikola Jokic, plus 180. Behind Shea Gilgis-Alexander at 3-1. to one. Uh, And then Luka Doncic is right there, plus 425 as well. This is... This is look both for, both a bet on Giannis for me and and just a betting into a market where I think there is some question uh, of whether Embiid is going to make the num- the minimum number of games played uh, by the end. I don't think that there's I don't think anybody should be freaking out yet. But it's the problem is JVT. We're at a point where I think he has eight more games that he can miss. It's just what happens if a, a he's at the point now where if any small injury pops up, right? It could take him out of the running. And we are at that point. That was basically the point for me to finally get involved. Um, I'm guessing that was the point for a lot of people to finally get involved. And that's why this market's kind of swung now uh, to where we're at today. Um, and, and, you know, Giannis, look, I think we've made a lot of, of where how this team struggled so far this year, but you still just look at the, you know, simple accounting stats for what he's done so far. Um, if I told you that Kawhi Leonard, or Kawhi Leonard, if I told you Giannis was, it was scoring more than he had in any year in his entire yeah. career. Like that alone, I think is a lot to put push him over the edge, but it's not really any other area that he's, you know, he's lacking in this year. When you go back and compare to what he's done in years past, including years where he has won this award. So um, I think very live right now, I don't think he should be that much longer than where these other guys are at. Uh, you know, Luca and, and, and Shea and Embiid. I, I would probably have all three of those guys around, around similar numbers. Obviously, I understand why Jokic is a favorite. Um, I think even, there's a long way to go in the season, JVT, but I wouldn't even have a problem with anybody running to bet a Jokic ticket right now that's around two to one. I I, I think this Embiid thing's finally hit a point where you got you do have to start count, counting these games and, 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 and is there going to be enough runway here for him to survive the, uh, the rest of the season? Sure, I, I would completely agree. Now, we should note with this, um, there are certain protections in terms of the 65 games, you know, for example, and this is an Embiid, uh, but we'll just bring up these bullet points really quickly. Yeah. Uh, if you have a season ending injury, your minimum is now uh, is lowered to 62 games. So that's a, at least a pretty interesting near misses in minutes, which is two games of at least 15 minutes. So like you go in, you play, you get injured, you come out, those would still count um, toward that. So that would really help because there is some sort of a minutes threshold there. And then this is my favorite one, Kelly, because this always just opens the door and bad faith circumstances, whatever that means. So I, yeah, I have I, no idea what that right. one's supposed to mean. Yeah. Right. I have no idea. So I don't I, know I what mean, that is. I mean, would that be like a Mikhail Bridges sort of yes, thing? I think so. Yes. I, I think that's what that would mean. Right. Where for people but, don't remember, Mikhail Bridges like checked in, played like a minute or whatever it was. And played a quarter. Right. A yeah, quarter, played the quarter and then, and then like out. left, willingly left the game. Yeah, which was clearly planned ahead of time for him and Cam Thomas to do. Uh, yep. So I guess I would think that would apply. But the the only the only problem with that situation is there's still what it's the twenty minute threshold you have yeah. to hit too. So those guys wouldn't have hit that anyway. So that yeah. that it's not like that game would have really would have counted for them, uh, anyways in an awards race. So I think we should be. I think your your tact is I think the right one to take. And I also just think we talked about this last week on the NBA bet stream because we brought up MVP. And they asked us like, "Hey, who would you vote?" And I was like, "Or who would you uh, who would you bet on at this point right now?" I was like, "I think I'll take the guy who is leading, you know, is scoring as many points as he ever has in his right. career, yeah. and it could still win like a top two seed in the Eastern Conference." And Giannis Antetokounmpo. And I think the the best part is you're in no, and this is one of the big points I brought up. He's in no danger of getting p- pilfered votes by Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard is not having a season which would um, threaten him in any way that he would get like some sixth place votes or anything right. like that yeah. or some thirds or whatever. No, I think Giannis is clearly 
right? The most valuable player of that team at this point right now. Yeah, I, I'm really glad you brought that up because I think I'm one. I think I'm one of those people that would have if I didn't. I probably did on this podcast of cautioning people a little bit with Giannis Betts preseason because of thing because of that. But now that you've seen it play out for three months, three months, two and a half months, whatever we're at. Um, yeah. Of the season, yeah, I, I completely agree with you. I don't really think I had, I'm in a situation where that's really going to occur. Um, and like you, you and I have talked basketball for years now. I mean, NBA for years now. Like this is a when you get this type of player that you know, you kind of know where he belongs in the pecking order of this MVP race, anyways. And he drifts out just that far enough. It, it's a buy, it's a buy for me I, when you're you're talking January 10th during the NBA regular season. It's the only other MVP bet I've made is. The Kawhi one we we made what a few right. weeks ago at hey, one hundred and fifty. He's, he's down to ninety to one, baby. He's down there, to ninety yeah, to there one. There you go. So I just this is the time I think with awards where you can kind of start adding stuff along the way as you're as you now have kind of you know we've hit the what are we halfway through the season? I mean, we're almost. Right. We, we haven't hit that point yet. Okay. I don't think any game or any team has played forty games. Let's see. Yeah, like the Clippers are thirty six. The 36. Raptors are thirty seven. So okay. we're getting there. So, and, you know, Giannis has played 36 games, by the way. So, I, yeah. I, you know, he's he's right up there. Uh, but I think now is the point where you can start start adding, adding some of these awards that you might just think that price has drifted a little too far that you think is going to come back at some point. I think almost any awards market, you can make a good argument for making bets like that. Which leads us to sixth man of the year. I have made a bet as well, Kelly. Boom, in the sixth let's go. man of the year race. Um, and I think it's it's a man that's near and dear to your heart that I think you'll enjoy. Norman Powell at 45 to 1 has Love been it. added to the portfolio. So here's the thing, and this is, I think, the tricky part about uh, Norm Powell. On the surface, you would look at this and go, um, mm, I'm not entirely sure, right? 13 points, two rebounds, one assist. Uh, however, I think there's a couple of things that you look at this with nuance with Norm Powell. First off, shooting 49% from the floor, 45% from three on four yeah. and a half three-point attempts per game. The efficiency is insane. And part of my logic here, too, is I think voters would look at this with some nuance, Kelly, and realize, oh, he's like he's part of the closing lineup for the Los Angeles Clippers. Yeah. Like he's not just any six man. He's coming off of the bench. He's helped scoring. He's one of their best shooters. He's also one of the integral pieces to their most efficient lineup that closes out games on a regular basis. And by the way, he almost had a massive moment the other night where he had a, we, I think we texted about it, right? He had that three against the uh, the Lakers on Sunday oh, night. God, that was yeah. dead on line. Oh, it just rimmed out. Yeah, rimmed out. But that, that was, was loaded dead up on, on that game. Oh, yep. man. That was dead on. It looked like he was going to force overtime. But I, I look, I, it's a longish shot for a reason, right? 45 to one. He's already down to 40 to one. But I, I think looking at his case with some nuance, I don't think you can argue that he's not one of the most vital sixth men of the year at this point right now in the NBA for a team that is pushing for a top two seed in its respective conference. He is one of the driving factors coming off of the bench. So I think at 45 to one, there's going to be a lot of people. There's going to be some simpletons to just look and go, he's only scoring. He's only averaging 13 points. And he might get up to like 14, 15. But I think if you're actually evaluating each six man of the year case, there's a shot that Norm Powell's candidacy is a little bit stronger than others. Yeah. I, I think the other one, I think we brought this up, a, you know, what a week ago or something when we were talking about this market a little bit, it's the, like you might say that, but like look around at what what are the other scoring averages for these guys in this race? It's like Tim Hardaway Jr. is like the favorite just because he's ba he basically is the he is the guy who's scoring. I mean he's got like seventeen points per game. Malik Monk's at Malik Monk. I just had to check this. He's at four yeah fourteen point eight. It's not like he's going nuts and he's second on this list. I think the other thing that I would hope voters 
keep in mind, but I don't know that they actually will, is it, it just feels like this is always a war, an award that is so offensive, uh, you know, offensive-based, right? Like, it's yeah. whatever you do offensively. And Norm Powell, especially when we talk about some of these other guys that, you know, that he's clubbed around with, like, at least can actually play some defense. Like, he's not a uh, god-awful defender, you know what I mean? So, I... That's the other one where, yeah, I don't hate it at all. I mean, I do have, what do I have? I have Westbrook uh, that I bet when they made uh, when they made the trade for Harden. Right. But at that time, and I think I'm going to bring this full circle with with you bringing up Dame. I think at that time, I had the same kind of concern. Hey, is this is there not going to be a clear six man with Russ and Norman Powell both on the both on the same team? I think that maybe was more of a concern for me back then, and has played out to be a true concern. Whereas now I, I think it's more, it's pretty clear now that, that Norman Powell is more impactful off the bench than Russell Westbrook in this role. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Russ is serving his role dutifully, um, but you have seen his minutes really drop off over the last month or so. Yeah. And um, in this month of December in about six, five games, he's only averaging 18 minutes per game. And as we said, Norm is closing games out for the Los Angeles Clippers and, and really playing a vital role for them. So uh, it's 45 to one. We'll see what eventually happens. I should also know too. part of the logic here. Kelly was, I think there's a pretty good shot. Uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich gets traded. And if he gets traded, I don't know if he's going to immediately yeah. resume a, a role of six man. What if he gets traded and ends up in a starting lineup somewhere? Totally I think the same could be said that. for, um, for Jordan Clarkson as well of the Utah yep. jazz. So we'll see if that's going to be the case. So I think there's a shot that uh, at least two of the pieces in front of Norman Powell, get shipped off and um, start to start starting games. And I think that's going to be part of it. Also, Jordan Clarkson started 19 games of the 28 that he has played. So he's already kind of flirting with oh, the, yeah. uh, the oh, threshold of, yeah. of not being a sixth man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Ab- yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That, that almost makes him combine that with the, you know, with the trade possibility may almost makes him unbettable right now. It's seven to one. Yeah. It's uh, it's pretty interesting that he's this high up considering that he has, he has started more games than he has played off the bench. At this point, oh, right that now. bogey one's gonna kill me. You're so right, man. Like I have twenty to one on him from preseason, and he is so gonna get traded and bet. be starting for so for someone, and I'm gonna get absolutely burned. In you know who I'd like him for? I, dude, it'd be dope if like Philly got him. If yeah, seventy six. Yeah, oh, dude, that would be, be perfect. So that would yeah. be a perfect fit for them. Yep. All right. Well, that's the awards. That's all I uh, wanted to update. We both uh, had bets in there, so we might as well do that. Let's take our break real quick. We'll come back. We'll keep this episode short. Uh, it is a somewhat deep card. I've got about 30 bets that we can go over, see what Kelly's got before we uh, move on. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we're going to do this a little differently uh, because... 
Uh, today's a little chaotic, Kelly. We don't have to run through the whole card. I've got three bets. I don't know how much you've got, so I'll roll through the three games that I've got and then anything else that sticks out to you tonight. I, I was pretty um, sure I misheard you, but I thought before we went to our uh, went to our break that I heard, accidentally heard you say thirty bets for for a second. That's like, why you made the face. Okay. I was like, if JVT has thirty bets tonight, I am going to be blown away. Yeah. Uh, okay. Because I I said I what it was in the middle of me saying I'm going to bet on their game again today, talking about the Raptors. So I initially was like, or, did they not play today? Did I like misread this? Did I do I have not do I not have my popcorn ready for a Raptors Clippers matchup here? Um, by the way, no coincidence that Kawhi Leonard uh, signs the contract extension before taking on the Raptors, huh? Oh, oh look at that little dagger in the side. Uh, by the way, no player option. I, you know but- what? For, for Raptors fans out there, I would actually hope that's complete coincidence. Like I don't really, I don't really see that as a. Uh- as a player and team that uh, hold hold anything against each other, right. like are Raptors so. fans mad at Kawhi Leonard? No. I don't really know. Okay. I would think not. I would. I would, ho- I would hope he, not. Yeah. He delivered the championship. He was awesome. And then, like, yeah, I don't want to be here. All right, cool. Yeah, right. Yeah. I don't like. Sorry. Simple. Sometimes that happens. But he got you a ship. Like yep. he got you a ship. Yep. Uh, really quick. Last note on Kawhi Leonard too. It is official. Three years, one hundred and fifty-two point four million dollar contract extension. Okay. Keeps him under contract through twenty twenty-six, twenty twenty-seven. No player option. No nothing. It is three years, fully guaranteed. One hundred and fifty-two point four million dollars. So, not I think, going it, I think it makes sense for for both sides, right? It actually, is... kind of makes me a little sad that we only have about three years left to Kawhi Leonard because I would assume it's probably like the last ish deal that he's signing. <laughs> yeah, probably. So, at least um, at that level. Right. So it's kind of kind of disheartening to know that, you know, we at least we kind of see the uh, the the horizon coming on Kawhi's now, career. This is going to be unfair to ask you, but this is that is now that would be slightly less than he could sign for. Less right? uh, about, about eight million dollars less than what he would get on a maximum three year deal. Never unfair to ask JVT. He knows it right off the top of his head. Bang. Yep. There you go. So I, I think that I think it makes sense for both both him and and the Clippers, because these this number is going to keep going up for the max for these players. So is it the most that he could possibly make over the next few years? Maybe not. But I think Kawhi is also realistic of where he's at, uh, both with his career and where, where this Clippers team is at, as far as needing money to be available to add guys as well. And I'll, I'll always point out around this time, until it happens, remember, folks, the new media rights deal is coming up which means more money for the NBA and these teams and the salary cap is going to go up. Yeah. So cheap deals like this are, are going to look cheaper by the time that those new co- the salary caps are settled. And remember, this is a little bit further down the road. Um, the assumption is two teams are coming to the NBA. So that's two expansion fees that are set to hit the NBA as well. So the NBA is on the verge of getting a boon of cash here, both through media rights and through expansion. Yep. So these deals, these salary caps are going to go up and these deals are going to look like um, – I guess by comparison, chump change yeah. in their respective, like you know. No, no, it's a, it's a good point. I guess that that was my reaction to the eight mil when 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 JVT said eight mil because it might not sound like a lot of money now, but when you're comparing that to what other contracts are going to look like in three years, that's going to feel like a whole lot more than that. Yep, that's why I go back to really quickly. People kept talking about, oh, Dane, nobody wants Dane because of the sixty million. It, by the time he hits the year that the sixty million is there, the right. salary cap is going to go up. So, right. yes, it's going to be a big chunkier cap. It's not going to be as big now as it will be in, you know, whatever amount of years. So just worth noting. All right, Kelly. So speaking of the Clippers and Kawhi, let's just start there. Uh, Toronto's on the road against the Clippers. Uh, I'm going to be on the wrong side of the market, it looks like, here. Um, but it's fine. I, I don't mind a little pushback uh, at all. Uh, Toronto Raptors taking on the Los Angeles Clippers. Total right now is 237 with the 236 and a half appearing. Uh, the side is sitting at 10 right now. It's one of three bets, but I bet this thing over 237 and a half. 
Uh, I think that when you look at what the Raptors have done, for those who don't know, haven't been ca- keeping track, Raptors, 4-1 straight up and against the spread since the trade deadline, getting it quickly and buried in there. More importantly, 4-1 to the over. They have gone over their team total in all five games. Um, and I think that this is just something, again, I've talked about it on this pod. I've written about this. This is just going back to the well here again with Toronto in a matchup that I think they can do what they want to do. Clippers very quietly, Kelly, one of the issues that they do have defensively, um, not really great defensively in transition. 127.3 points per 100 plays off of live rebounds. They're 24th in overall transition defensive efficiency, a defensive rating of 131.1. The Raptors should be able to run in transition here, get the opportunities they want going down the floor on offense. And on the flip side, the Raptors in this stretch of games that have gone over the total, uh, they are giving up 100. Let me see what do I got right here. An offensive rating of 120.3. Clippers are absolutely destroying teams. 126.4 per 100 possessions and non-garbage time since the beginning of December. I think all of this leads to a game going over the total. And uh, the Clippers are going to be forced to play a little bit beyond their pace tonight with Toronto. So over 237.5. All right. I like it. I like it. Yeah, I didn't have anything on that game. Toronto obviously in the back-to-back situation. Um, with the Clippers, man, I just had to pull up their schedule. I really is, you know, the, the four one ATS last five games, not, not chump opponents either. Cleveland, no. Memphis, Sacramento, Memphis with job or in, um, Sacramento, Golden State, uh, and then the Lakers last night. So not, not, not five easy opponents either. It's pretty, pretty damn impressive. It's, it's going to be really interesting to see what this Raptors team, um, I, you know, I think you've caught on to the betting side of it. Uh, for sure. I, I mean, how many how many overs or, or team total overs have you played on them since the trade? Uh, four of them. So okay. four in total. Three three overs, and this will be my fifth or my fourth, and then a uh, a team total, and that was actually the Memphis game. So I actually got lucky in like the guesstimate there, uh, in that the one game that went under, I played the Raptors over their team total. So they've gone over their team total every game, and four of the five have gone over. So yeah, that's uh, a good call by you. I think it's going to be interesting to see what this what this team continues to do, and I don't. You know, with Pearl going down, they, you know, they might have been, they might have topped out already on the season, right? With, yep. you know, you got Pearl going down and Siakam probably going to be traded here at some point. Maybe, yeah, maybe this is about as good as they're going to be. But man, this is so far, those cha- the changes are, are looking good for them. Yeah. And I should also note, too, is watching a lot of Clippers basketball, uh, they do have they do have some problems with guards that can get you at the point of attack, right, that have a little bit north-south game to them. Emmanuel quickly can get them like that. So, I mean, it's really going to help with uh, pushing this thing potentially over the total. But again, market pushing back a little bit as there is like one or two 36 and a halfs starting to appear up on the screen right now. All right. Next up for me, uh, let's go to the game of the night uh, that I think everybody's going to be watching, although we did get a little bit of a hit in terms of availability here. Minnesota on the road against Boston, second leg of a back-to-back for the Timberwolves, and that shows in the injury report. Mike Conley is not going to play. Rudy Gobert is questionable here as well, uh, Kelly. So I'm going to be on the NBA League Pass bet stream for this bad boy tonight, so I'm looking forward to it. Um, I did bet the team total under for Minnesota. I think Mike Conley not being out there does help me out in regards to that. Uh, it has not really moved much. I bet under 107.5. It's still 107.5, but heavily shaded to the under at about a minus 125. Um, I just think it's that, right? I thought that when you look at the defensive matchup and you have multiple wings for Anthony Edwards, you had at the time what I thought, uh, right? A point of attack guard defensively and Drew Holiday to go after Mike Conley. Holiday is questionable, but he's been questionable every game since the beginning of like December, and he's only missed one. So expect that he's going to play. think uh, Boston's going to be able to have a good defensive matchup here uh, for the Minnesota Timberwolves. So bet this team total under for Minnesota. Do you have any read on Porzingis or Horford? No. They're, they're uh, both listed as questionable. 
So, I don't know how questionable they are. Right. I think so. For Horford, I would call it a true questionable only because it is January. We're in the middle of winter, and he is uh, reportedly ill. So that's generally something that we've seen around this time of year, right? If you're sick, yeah. you're kind of probably going to have to be dealing with something. Um, for Porzingis, I would think that he is – I would like small favorite that he's going to play uh, against yeah. uh, Minnesota. He's been dealing with this elbow thing, I think, for a little bit. Um, but now it's like listed as a right knee contusion. So like I think he left the last game with it with an eye issue, but he is listed with a knee issue here. So yeah, like I, I was gonna think, say, I was like, I thought he grabbed saw him grabbing at an eye or something yeah. at some point. I, I couldn't so, remember what game that was though. Either. So I don't know what that is. I would assume that he's gonna play here today. We'll see if that's gonna be the case. But I, I would say Horford true questionable, Porzingis small favorite, and Holiday heavy favorite to play. Okay. Yeah, that was the uh I had nothing on this game. I, I saw a couple couple sharp guys I respect looking at the Boston uh, Boston team total over early in the day. Um, And I I think that makes sense. I'm wondering how much maybe they were in front. Maybe they were in front of some of this injury news too, uh, or saw it coming a little bit with Minnesota. Especially Um, if a bear doesn't play. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I I think that could make sense. And and maybe one that I'm eyeing if that exact situation develops where Gobert's out, that, that would be one I'd be comfortable jumping in. Uh, jumping in on that because uh, yes, go bears out. I think that's a big, that's a massive difference for how Boston's going to be able to attack the rim then. Um, but yeah, I, I think Minnesota after that game in Orlando, I think it makes a lot of sense looking at their under. Yep. Uh, all right. So that's the second one again, Minnesota team total under uh, one Oh seven and a half. And then the one I know I'm going to regret Did because Zach, I'm already uh, Zach huh? have something on this game. I'm trying to go to his place. Oh, you know what? Let me, let yeah, me pull up. He, his. Uh, yes. He's on the under as well. Okay. All right. Good. Yeah. So that it ties into what we're kind of, kind of talking about here um, with that game. The next one, and I, I have a feeling. So I'm kind of. Have you ever had this run in betting where you you're seeing everything perfectly, right? And you're on a pretty good run, and then all of a sudden you kind of slip up, and you're just kind of like, ooh. Like I don't know if I'm reading the market right or whatever it is. So like today feels like one of those days, right? So like I bet over two thirty seven and a half. Markets are like two thirty seven, two thirty six and a half. Um, I have now in my next matchup oh, here. You know what? That that crap's been happening to me the past two weeks, though, and I've been so confused by it. Sure. And w- the the games that happened the most with me, with me was beginning of last week, and I was on an absolute tear. And it was like four games in a row where like the market was moving against me. I was so confused. And But you know what? I ended up winning all of them before getting killed like last weekend on a couple games. Cool. So, so I, yeah, yeah, it is. It's happened to me recently too. I don't really get what it is. That's good to hear because uh, that's today. So I mentioned that that over in Toronto and LA, and then this one too. I think I'm going to regret this, but I don't mind. I took seven and a half with Washington, where we got a couple of eights and eight and a half starting to pop, including Circa's at eight and a half, and Circa generally uh, does mirror what the we'll call sharp direction is, I guess. Yeah. Um, but my logic here, and I'm gonna double check the injury report in case somebody maybe popped up here. Uh, Shaman is out, but. Landry Shamit's out. Yeah, but they, you know, let's see. Yeah, it's Landry Shamit. Yeah, that's it. Um, I Look, I'm going to test this theory. As I wrote about this morning, Kelly, in the minutes without Tyrese Halliburton, the Pacers have a negative 7.5 net rating. Yeah. That puts, that puts, them, on, that puts them on par with the Portland Trailblazers. They are the one of the worst defenses in the NBA. I, I'll, I'll go to bat with it. I'll try it out. Like, I'll, I'll take seven and a half against a team that doesn't have its best offensive player that is going to have, I think, some trouble being able to keep up with their bad defense against the Wizards team that is statistically the best transition offense in the NBA in multiple categories. I'll just I'll take the risk. I'll take the risk that the market is not accounting enough for the loss of Tyrese Halliburton. 
try to figure out if I, if I, if I like you right now or hate you, because this was a game, this was a side I was staring at really for a long time yesterday, thinking, thinking all the same things that you just laid out and, yep. and looking up all the Halliburton stuff of, Hey, how much does this really affect this team? I didn't bet it yesterday, but I think I'm joining you now. Yeah. I, I, I think it's the right side. Wait. I don't really, I don't really think that numbers, I, I don't get why it's moved that way at all. Um, so I think that's going to be a, gr- a gross uh, gross pod pay- play together, my friend. Uh, Kelly, I'm glad you brought this up because we have new things here on the Harvard Handicappers podcast, uh, including because we both have our friendship play. F is for friends who do stuff together. U is for you and me. That's right. The first friendship play of 2024. There we how go. Like, how do you like it? I might have stumbled upon that yesterday when I was uh, doing long shots. I was like, what the hell is this? And then I was like, oh, this has to be JVT. And (laughs) and this makes me feel really old because I'm like, I know it's SpongeBob SquarePants, but I've never seen this before in my life. I mean, now it is. It's a very old episode. It's like one of the original seasons. So, you know, it's a deep cut, I guess, if you will. But it's one of the more it's one of the more popular songs. Yeah. He's trying to show plankton friendship, you know. Yeah, just just to show, I was uh, just just never got into. And by the time it was really popular, I was too old already. I, I, yeah, yeah, I always forget how old are you? Thirty-seven. Yeah, so four. I, years I had to make think about that because I just yeah. turned thirty-seven like a month ago. But yeah, no, four years does make a difference. Like it came out yeah. when I was like seven, and you're eleven, and by that time you're probably like you know doing yeah. other stuff. So also, right. Russia doesn't allow like you know. Western also, cartoons, yeah, also that, know? yeah, the fact, yeah, 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 yeah. A lot of those years were overseas, but yeah, by, by the time I was eleven. Yeah, I was actually I was I was in Russia at the time. So yeah, that's there, you fair. See? there you go. All right, cool. So friendship play. There it is. Um, yeah, I, it's it's gonna suck watching this go down in flames, but I just I have to. And and I will say, if you zoom out a little bit, as I wrote about today, the Wizards are eight and five against the spread in their last thirteen games. Right, the market's kind of reached, as I put it, the nadir of their power rating. Like it's just really low. And it, like again, it just when you look at the numbers with Halliburton on the floor. The yeah. difference is, is that their defense still stinks. It's just that their offense is so good that it can outpace that defense. I still think the Pacers are going to be a good team, but to still ask them to win by like eight, nine points, so, I, I think is a lot with this defense. The, the other one that that uh, the other one that drew my attention last night was the total. J- just thinking, this this is a little high, to, uh, you know, to be asking sure. total wise with no Halliburton in there. I mean, so, I I would agree. Uh, yeah, I, I was staring at both of those really hard yesterday. Didn't end up betting them, but I think I'm going to join you on the on the Wizards side. I, if anything, if anything, I just don't get why we've moved this way. Why we've why we've moved even even bigger. I mean, when I, this was seven, right? When I was staring at this so yesterday, it, it opened my. Let me see where are my notes. It opened eight and a half. It went down to seven and a half, and then now we're back. We're creeping back up to eight and a half. Okay. So. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, eight and a half. There. I, I think I, that's a big number. I, I'll be joining you on that. It's something off the track too is we do see like those early morning moves at about like four thirty uh, a.m. Pacific time. I have to track like the accuracy of those moves versus like the late moves, right? Right, and yeah. see and see what exactly is uh, what's happening there. But we do see some of that move early in the morning. So, all right, that's it. Uh, those are the three bets I got. So really quickly, Kelly. Um, let's see. Did you have anything on the card before we do that? Let me do this. Best bet recap. Boom. So, yep, we're getting better at this. We're getting better at this. All right, for me, uh, for me, it is Wizards plus seven and a half. Obviously, still playable because we're up to eight, eight and a half. Timberwolves team total under one hundred seven and a half. I think it's playable up to like minus one twenty five or floating around minus one twenty now. And then uh, Raptors Clippers over two thirty seven and a half. Again, obviously still playable because it is at two thirty seven and uh, two thirty six and a half in just a few shops. What do you got? I do have one tonight. I do have one side. I bet, and I think it was a topic that we discussed. 
uh, the last time I was on, which was like Thursday or Friday or whatever, um, was the was the Oklahoma City Thunder and mm-hmm. them going on the road. And were we going to see the market move to where we thought it should be? And I think that in a lot of these games, I felt like we've gotten to that point, JVT, yep. uh, with, with, with them being priced correctly. But man, for whatever reason, this heat matchup, and maybe it's just because where I still have the heat rated, I I thought this was a couple points off of the opener at three and a half. Um, I laid it three and a half. It's up to four and a half now on the Thunder side. Uh, it is not a big bet for me. I do not like the idea of laying points uh, going into Miami. Uh, you know, with, with the team it be, being any team, really, it, it always gives me caution. But I think that they're getting a little bit of love just because of that situation too, that it's the heat at home. Um, I, I'll give them credit. The heat have been playing a lot better than I would, you know, would have ever expected, uh, especially without, without Jimmy Butler on the court. It's been, it's been damn, damn impressive what they've done. I mean, seven and four, I've just pulled up a random date range, but seven and four over their past 11, uh, you know, they, so a lot of what we saw last year, right? The offense is, is 20th over that time, but you're talking about six best defense in the NBA, uh, over that time, that's impressive, but Oklahoma City has just not really stopped. I mean, they've been humming along here nine and three over their past 12, still talking about, uh, you know, third best offense over that time, middle of the road defense over the time. I guess the defense is slipping a little bit here, uh, but, you know, that's a short time period. I, I, I just thought this number was off by a couple points uh, going into Miami tonight. So I did lay the three and a half with OKC. All right. I like it. Um... All right, that'll do it for us. I know it's a, a little bit of a departure from uh, generally what we do, which is go through every single game. A little bit of a chaotic schedule behind the scenes for myself today. So wanted to at least make this um, make this pod, get this in, and hit on some of the news today. Speaking of news, by the way, chew on I, this I, one. Real but, quick, JVT, I will say, if, if Zion goes tonight, I will be playing the Pelicans too. Yes, and by the way, I don't know why, speaking of Zion Williamson, that reminded me, because they are neither physically the same or um, at all in any way, shape, or form. Uh, Zach Cohen. Spurs minus two and a half, Wolves, Celtics under 223 and a half, Jazz plus seven. Those are the three bets for Zach today in the NBA. Yeah, we should note the Spurs laying that against the Pistons, who gave up a 43 to nine run yesterday to the Sacramento Kings at one point. Not going well. Uh, should, all right. Should we address the tweet we got quick? I, oh, I, I, guess, I guess it's a fair question. We got a tweet earlier this morning, you and I did, at, with a... Oh, yes, 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 from Mr. I don't Mike, even know right? if it was a joking tone or not. I don't really think it was. I think it was slightly, but uh, basically it was a question of just, hey, if any time that Detroit's leading in a game, should we just be live betting the other side? Uh, I mean, the answer real quick is if you've been doing that every game so far, it's probably been working out really well for you. I don't think that's a strategy that I would employ going forward, though. Right. Um, I still think this is a still think this is the NBA. I still think this is a team with 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 a little bit of talent on it that you're going to end up getting burned by that probably over the over the over the long term period of the rest of the season. But don't get me wrong; it is January January 10th, and if you had done that basically every game so far, you'd be up a good amount of money. And as I, as I pointed out to uh, Mystery Mike, who uh, who did it uh, on Twitter, who tweeted us, the power rating for Detroit's so low that even in games in which they lead, you're laying prices. Right. Like it's, yes. it's yeah. That's how bad it is becoming. So for <laughs> that's always the risk that you run in that regard for Detroit. So. Yeah. What was it? I, I can't remember. I don't. It wasn't last night. One of the, one of the games though. Recently, I did that check where I was like, let me see. Like Detroit's yeah. up a dozen. Let me see. I don't even remember what team it was. I was like, let me see what this live price is. And I was like, oh, never mind. I don't I have no interest in betting this at all. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, all right. Well, we got to go because we got to sift through more news. Did you see this breaking bit? How about this? Another NFL head coach opening, Kelly Bidlin. We got the Seattle Seahawks. 
holy shit. Yeah. Fired <laughs> Pete Carroll? No, apparently, according to the wording, I, I had to double check because to make sure it was real. Uh, but Pete Carroll has apparently decided to potentially take on a front office role. Uh, but he is out at, as the Seahawks coach could potentially remain with the franchise, but he will no longer be head coach. So that sounds kind of like a faux retirement kind of deal. Um, yeah, but yeah. That's, that sounds like a uh, that sounds like an old guy getting pushed out situation. Yeah, it, it, it might not be as as classy as a, as whatever Bill Belichick uh, uh, let go ceremony we have, but I think that was the Pete Carroll. Uh, hey, Pete, we love you. We owe you a lot. Kind of time for all of us to move on. We're the uh, I'm in the minority. I think Belichick coaches the New England Patriots in 2024. Boom. There you go. Well, yep. you, you also told me they were going to be a playoff team this year. Or something. That's what I did. Don't act like I'm not. A, don't act like I'm not uh, proud of that one. <laughs> I do. I, I stand by my words. I stand by. So, uh, so they'll be right back next year. I, hey, uh, you are. You're standing by it all the way through the season. But I also think that these meetings are about. Um, I think him and Kraft are meeting about him realizing, like, Bill, you can stay around. You're not GM anymore. I think yeah, that's, that's got to change. That yes. part's got to change. <clears throat> I mean, I don't, I don't think many people, I wouldn't have any problem if he was the coach next year, but that part's yeah. got to change. I mean, I know we're a basketball pod, just really quickly since we're on it. You have the second overall pick, or no, excuse me, the third overall pick. You've got like a bunch of cap room. It's time. Like, this is it. You can stick around because you can clearly still coach, but you're not going to be GM anymore. And then we're yeah. going to bring back Josh McDaniels, and Mike Rabel's going to be our defensive coordinator, and we're going to be decent next year. Okay, cool. All right, good. Boom. Wait, that's how you're doing that? Yep. You would be going Vrabel head coach, McDaniels uh, an no, assistant? No, no, Vrabel, Vrabel defensive coordinator, Josh McDaniels offensive coordinator, Belichick oh, is Belichick your head coach. coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then you get a new GM. Okay. Watch I th- it happen. I think, I think Mike Vrabel's going to be the head coach there next year is what's going to happen. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I actually we'll don't see. think Mike Vrabel is a good head coach. All right, it's time for us to get out of here. Uh, like, rate, review, subscribe. The reviews have been up. The subscriptions have been up. We very much appreciate it. Uh, the cries uh, that you have heard, they have not fallen on deaf ears. We appreciate all of you very much, and we will talk to you tomorrow. Uh, maybe. We've got an early meeting tomorrow over at Sin that is of somewhat importance. So we're going to try to figure out a schedule for that, but we'll get it done. Here on Harvard Handicapers. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.